So, so one of these individuals was peddling the paperwork off of RV Bay Publications, meaning they was getting paperwork off of RV Bay Publications and then selling it. Of course, tweaking it, tailoring it to their needs, and then peddling uh, the, the information. And I remember bringing this information to the attention of Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay and one of the other individuals that I named, like I named Sekou Bay, Giselle Spencer Bay, ETC, right? So I remember bringing this to the attention and it just fell on deaf ears, all right? I brought it to the attention of Sekou, Sekou Bay and Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay. And the reason that I did that, the reason I brought it to their attention is because at that time, it seemed like everywhere I went in the Camden City Territory, somebody was bringing that up to me. I mean, everywhere I went. And on some occasions, the accusers even thought I was the individual. So I'm like, all right, I have to bring it up to leadership, his leaders, our leaders, you know, who I seen as leaders. And it just, you know, I was rebuffed. So, so one of two things was going on. Either these individuals was in on it and they didn't want nobody disrupting what they had going on. Or they was in denial and didn't want to believe that this was happening. And I'll lean more towards the first choice. You see? And it just seems like ones in this circle, it seems like they always have stories of ones doing dirt who's around them. It's always these kind of stories. Like when ones talk about Queen Val and they say she got found out about. She was she was charging members X amount of finance for this. They she had them calling her this and they found she was charging whatever for IDs well you guys are the ones that gave her the seals and gave her documents and gave her permission to demonstrate then you know you find out that this other person who's affiliated with them is doing similar things and it's just like why is it that you always that y'all always have these kind of people around unless you unless you down with it unless your private policy is different than what your public policy is. Unless privately you have one agenda, but publicly you say something different. So you got two different agendas, a public and a private. You must, because you can't keep publicly talking about dirty moors who are swindlers, right? Publicly. But every time I turn around, these are the people who you got around you. So what is it? it privately, is this who you really... Affiliate yourself with And then publicly You act like It's all to the good You see So So when I went To the leadership About What was being said 
in the community I, like I was ignored and then one of the individuals that was actually injured I mean actually injured by the person went to Taj about what happened and he was told that he needs to study what how about telling the brother that before you and whoever's in solidarity with you are taking his fiat from him how about telling him that before that instead of taking his fiat knowing that he needs to study and you sell him something give him something and the outcome is in which you promised him and then after the fact you you want to tell him that he needs to study now that's low self and the individual who 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 I'm talking about who was injured his name is Jeffrey West Ill Bay totally innocent individual had no idea what was going on and offered me finance to do stuff for him and I told him that I would do it f- for free I do it for nothing it doesn't cost nothing nationality is free not only here but all over the world which is what the illustrious prophet noble Drew Ali said so of course I wasn't going to take anything from him of course and I knew that he was loose with the finance because when I first encountered him he had coffee and donuts and then he gave myself and the brother Truth Ali a hundred notes so I'm like well what is this I told you that none of this comes at a cost you see so he was like just take it just take it so I said alright so I took the hundred but after that after, you know after that I didn't take nothing from him and I gave him almost everything I had on my jump drive that could help his situation at no cost. All right. He was having property tax issues. I gave him a writ for that. This brother, Jeffrey Westdale Bay, had some traffic citations out of the Gloucester Township Municipality, which is in Camden County, New Jersey. I gave him remedy for that. Um, which I gave him like three writs for that. You got the, the the name correction, the proclamation, the notice of discovery, the affidavit of facts. I gave him four. And then for his tax issues that he was having in West Deford, I believe, I gave him a, a notice of discovery strictly for that, that strictly dealt with property taxes. And um, I did it all for nothing. And I was just assisting him as best I could. And and he somehow still wound up giving this other individual thousands of notes, thousands of notes for paperwork that wasn't need. That wasn't. It wasn't only that the paperwork wasn't complete, but then what the brother claimed that he was going to do for this brother, he didn't even do it. it. Wasn't showing up in court. Oh, it was awful. It was awful. So when you are seeing this firsthand, you know that the things that the people are saying about this individual in the community is true. So I noticed that this is when I really wasn't liked when I was raising the issue. I was bringing it up as an issue. I was making it an issue. You see, again, to the brother Sekou, to Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay, and I even... Brought it up to Taj, not in a direct way. I was subtle with it, but I even mentioned it to him. Like, listen, we got Moors 
taking your information and selling it out here. And and that didn't go over too well with Taj. All right. So the, all right. So that's that. So so moving along, moving along back to the whole Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay situation where I was saying how I was there for him in the community, being a comrade, carrying luggage, passing out back issues of the newspaper, helping them sell DVDs, helping them put DVD covers in, um, helping them clean up his basement that flooded, carrying luggage to and from the York house, all sorts of things, just being a comrade, offering lunch, offering my assistance. And, um, there was even a time where I was going to be a contributor to his publication. But at the time, he was working on a book. So what I was going to contribute was put on hold, which was fine. But then after it was all said and done, you know, you don't hear anything from these guys. You don't hear anything from these people. So, so the last straw with me, which is what I was going to get into uh, before the intermission, was I was in between domiciles. So I was going from one domicile to another. And I had it set up perfectly. But the domicile that I was going to be moving to, they was having some issues as as far as the unit that they had ready for me was something was wrong. And it wasn't ready at the time that they said that it was going to be ready. Something was wrong with it. So they had pushed me back. Like 60 days. You know, when you're dealing with, um, you know, tenant and landlord issues and things of that sort, it, it it's a lot of time involved. You know, it takes months. So they pushed me back some months. So I went to this individual who I was there for, uh, Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay, and I explained the situation to him. And told him that I needed somewhere to keep my belongings temporarily until the domicile is ready. And I even said, do you need anything from me? You, you want to be compensated? Whichever, whatever, however, you let me know. And I'll see to it that it gets done. But I need it ASAP. I don't have time to be doing no public storage and no other stuff. I need it right like today. And he was with it. He said, yeah, no problem. You know, his words was no problem, bro. You've been there for me. So, boom, bet. So, I bought my stuff over. I had it all put up in boxes. I had like five medium-sized boxes of stuff. Books, clothes, other miscellaneous items. Things that had sentimental value. So, I left it with him with the understanding that I would be able to put my stuff up on the shelf in the basement because... The basement floods, right? So naturally, we ain't going to put it on the floor. And I know your basement floods because I'm the one that fucking helped you clean it up when it flooded the first fucking time. So I left the stuff with him. So I was in between domiciles. I didn't, you know, I never once complained about it. I never said, hey, I don't have nowhere to live. I wasn't asking nobody to sleep on a couch. I wasn't saying, hey, take me in. Hey, give me food. I wasn't doing none of that. Now, these is individuals that I was doing that kind of stuff for, but I was never asking for that in return. All I was asking for was keep my stuff in the basement, and when I get right, I'm going to come back for it, right? And just being a trooper, struggling, dealing with my own 
hardships, working my life sums out like everybody else, but not crying about it, not being a burden on people, not being a beggar, panhandler, none of that, none of that shit, not crying, not telling the temple what's going on, not telling the York house, I'm just a man's man with it, a made man, all right, true to it, through and through, so, so three months passed, and then the domicile that I'm supposed to be moving to called me and told me that I got to wait some more time. Then they asked me if I wanted to move into a unit that I had never seen. They said, if you move in here, you could do it today. So I said, well, I had never seen it. You know, how, how much time do I have to make the decision? So they was like, you got to do it right now. So I said, hell no. I'm not moving anywhere that I haven't seen. That's crazy. But they were saying that it was a duplex, like amping it all up. And I didn't do it. So I had more time that I left that I had to leave my stuff with this brother, which shouldn't really matter if we talking about a comrade of yours. It ain't like I'm somebody that you don't fucking know. Like I'm some person that just popped up one day and said, hey, I need this after I met you twice. I've been around this person for two years, at least. So anyway, the place was finally ready. They finally said, hey, you could come and get your keys and move in any day. All right. And it, it, it was some months. It was over five months. But not but it wasn't my doing. I did everything I was supposed to do. This was them. This was the leasing office of this place. So I finally go and pick up the keys. So then I reach out to the brother uh, Abdullah Talib Mosi Bay and say, hey, the day finally came. And, um, you know, we're going to hang out and I wanted to to pick up my stuff. Let me know when it's a good time for you. Right. So this is the message that I left on his phone because he wasn't answering his phone. He wasn't getting his phone and all of that. So so this so this was the message that I left and I emailed him. So finally, after like three or four phone calls and like two emails. He finally reached back out to me and told me that he would. Let me know when was a good time. So I said, all right. But, you know, when he wasn't reaching back out to me like he should have, and then when he wasn't answering my calls, that was a red flag. So finally, when he reached back out, this is when he told me that my stuff got ruined in the flood. So I'm like, well, how is that when you built the shelves in the basement so that the stuff don't get ruined no more? And he had no explanation for me for why. And on top of that, he had the nerve to tell people how long I left my stuff in the basement. Well, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Like, why is that even important? And that doesn't that doesn't overshadow the fact that you didn't do right by somebody that did right by you at all costs. And these is the kind of individuals that you got in this movement. Sadly. And, you know, I'm just saying all of this to say, don't 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 affiliate yourself with with certain ones simply because of what they know and because of what they could teach you. Don't let that blind you. Look at their character. All of that. You know, I've been in the movement 20 years, 25, 30 years. I've been around this long. I wrote these many books. This is how much I know. I'm Mr. Big Shot Grand Sheiky guy. Don't judge a person solely based on that. I'm not saying that none of that matters because it does. 
But look at their character. Look at who they are as a person. Do they keep their word? Are they upright? Do they let their lower self rule over them being in their high? What's their hygiene like? What's their appearance like? How do they speak when they're talking? Are they good time managers? Do they call you back when you call them? Do they know how to communicate? Are they true to their word? Do they appreciate and acknowledge when one is doing right by them? Are they jealous? Do they display the characteristics of one who is jealous of their brother or sister? How do they speak of ones that they've been around 20, 30 years? You see, look at all of these things. Look at all of these things. You know, this is a brother that spoke so ill of Taj Tariq Bey to me and Taj Tariq Bey's son, Hannibal Heru Bey, and Raz Mariah Bey. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, these are people that he's been around for dec- you know, for decades. But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, all families have disputes, right? Nothing's perfect. Nobody's perfect, right? No relationship's perfect. But then on the flip side, the other side to the duality wasn't there. You speak ill of them, but what about the good? And then, of course, what happened to me, that's when I realized, all right, this, you know, this is a guy with some character flaws. You see? So, and just, just, again, just be mindful of what the individual's character is like. Don't worry about what grand body they in. Are they more on the religious side versus the civic side? Are they more on the civic side versus the religious side? Do they follow Taj? Do they not follow Taj? Do they follow a divine minister? Don't get so caught up in that. I mean, that plays a part. But look at who they are as an individual. That's what matters in the end. All right. What they subscribe to teachings wise. Is not the superior claim. All right. That's the inferior part of it. The superior part of it is who they are. Because you can have people. With all of the lessons in the world. But character wise they Negroes. And what does it matter. If your conduct and behavior sucks. What does it matter how much you know, how many books you wrote, how long you've been around, but you still act like a Negro? All right. So that's so that's the message. That's the message that I wanted to convey. And that's what I want people to look out, to watch out for in this movement and listen to what the multitudes have to say about an individual. Because if you keep hearing the same thing over and over again, chances are it's right. If one person says it, that doesn't really hold too much weight. But when you got five, six, seven people saying the same thing about an individual, that that's an eyebrow raiser and you should have your guard up. All right. So that's what I wanted to come in and make the people aware of. Be mindful of that. And I'm really at a point now where I don't even care what school of thought an individual is from. What's important to me is your conduct. Now, do I prefer to be around 
practicing Moorish American Muslims? Absolutely. But I'll take a person with good conduct any day over somebody that has bad conduct but subscribes to the same teachings that I subscribe to. All right. So I would love to be around someone from the same school of thought. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But if the conduct's not right, I'll take a person from another school of thought whose conduct is on point. All right. And that's and that's what it's about. And that's what I wanted to come and share uh, in these in these two segments of episode two of Moorish Legacy Talk. All right. So time is of the essence. And with that being said, you already know who it is. Uh, I'm your facilitator, Frederick Jones Eel. And with that, I yield. All right. Good day.